Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Hashtag this is 48. Do you remember that movie that came out a few years ago, This Is 40, which was bemoaning the lives of 40-something women as some kind of juiceless, sagging state of existence? Nope, I'm 48 and I defy these stereotypes all the time. I'm multi-orgasmic, plenty of lubrication, and I have the ass of a 20-year-old. So aging is another area where there is this normalization of dysfunction and ill health. And while I'm all about embracing what is, what is doesn't need to be a substandard state of being. You can still be a wildly sexual, super fit force of nature. And there's this idea in North America, especially a little bit in the rest of Western culture, but I think it's worse in North America, that there is an obsolescence that comes with age, which is this great incentive for people to try and buy youth. Well, I get mine for free, (laughs) but the dominant messages are that women are not able to, after a certain age, be fit, they can't be wet and well lubricated, they can't be sexual, and they have their internal organs removed. So this is very convenient for a medical system that profits off of their ill health and dysfunction. Nope, I don't buy into that and my work doesn't buy into that. And I honestly don't even really pay attention to this kind of messaging because I'm very careful about the sorts of media influences that I let into my sphere. So I just keep doing what I'm doing and I don't really notice if it's supposed to be age incompatible. I'm out surfing several hours a day. I'm having sex every day and I'm running my empire. I'm too busy to buy into any of that stuff. I'm too busy on being a fit, healthy, active, multi-orgasmic woman, which I plan to be for as long as I live. So in my work, I'm all about radical self-responsibility, meaning that I take the approach that I and we create our own lives and realities. If there's something we don't like, then on some level, we created it. And the amazing thing about this is that means we have the power to change it. If you didn't create it and you were just a random bystander, then you have no power to change anything in your world. And I know that we are currently living in the everyone gets a trophy climate, but that isn't my reality. And I actually find a lot of this stuff pretty disempowering. So last week I posted an image on my Instagram with my fit body and my raging hot 48-year-old booty. And in the post, I talked about how I don't buy into any of these aging stereotypes. There was plenty of kudos and praise and love and support, which I so appreciate. And then there were the odd comments like, oh, but you don't have kids. Um, Oh, but I do. Oh, but you haven't hit menopause yet. Oh, but I have. What else have you got, bitches? Because I'm just going to lay it all to waste. Look, I've been going to the gym since my, gosh, like for the last 30 years, and I've had some kind of regular exercise regime 
since then, really. And even when I had my son, and when he was four, we were living back in North America. And we, after spending a couple of years in Bali, and I was going to the gym three times a week. They had childcare at the gym for like a couple of bucks where he could go for two hours. I would do a huge workout, go to the sauna afterward and relax. And that was as much for my emotional, mental sanity as it was for my physical well-being. That's like a lovely byproduct. So this has been a part of my lifestyle for decades. And, you know, in terms of like in my work, I really like to put out the examples and ideas of what's possible. Like in this podcast series, I often interview what I call our well-fucked all-stars who are people examples of things that might previously be thought of as unattainable or only some people can or in the land of sexual mythology (laughs) it's like fables and I bring them in to show you actually this is what's possible and so if you haven't heard of things like this before like sexy gushing super lubricated high libido menopause or 90 year old yoga teachers or natural non-cancer causing birth control I am happy to explain them that's what my work is all about. And I'll be doing a podcast in the next couple of weeks on the myths of menopause and on sex and body weight. So I'll be going into both of those in more detail. Suffice to say, I believe that if a person is in a healthy, radiant, sexually active place, then they can skim through these sorts of life transitions with ease, like having babies, postpartum, menopause, rather than approaching them as excuses for ill health and non-productivity. They can be portals into new and higher states of existence. That's how I frame these things. So, However, what I was getting at is people who seem to have this bitter, upset, indignant approach to seeing other people's greatness. And we seem to be living in the age of apology. And I don't honestly even know how this happened. It used to be that America was this place of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, no matter your background, and working your little butt off and making something amazing of your life. And now it seems like people who do that are supposed to apologize like I saw two Instagram posts recently that reflected this ethos one was from a woman who became pregnant recently. She'd been having some fertility struggles like so many women do, especially when they've had a lifetime of hormonal hormonal birth control. And she'd gone the naturopathic route. She revised her diet and her lifestyle and she was taking herbs and supplements and managed to conceive within a few months. And in her pregnancy announcement, which ought to have been purely celebratory, she felt compelled to add an apology to all those people still trying to get pregnant and struggling. So she couldn't even have her moment of victory without having to apologize for it. Now, this is insanity to me. And another woman made the mistake of not apologizing. So she put out a blog post announcement after having her orgasmic free birth, home birth. We'll talk about this more in future podcast episodes, but basically she had a birth experience that wasn't at all painful. It was the greatest orgasm of her life. She had it at home and with no assistance, so no midwife 
wife, no doctor, just her partner, her kids, and her pets. And so she blasted this out in a blog post, like how excited she was, obviously so happy about it all. And she had people replying who were really upset about their own birth experiences as though somehow she shouldn't be sharing hers and by that very act of doing so was shaming them. So this shaming fucking bullshit has to stop. Shaming somebody is being mean to them directly and trying to make them feel bad. You're intentionally trying to do that. Being awesome and healthy and having a great ass and having a wonderful birth experience that you worked for is not, by any possible definition, shaming people who do not have those things. Speaking positively about your own achievements is not shaming other people. Look, I'm hot and I'm fit and I'm sexy and I'm a totally not motherfucking sorry about any of it. I never will be. I work my ass off, literally. You know, the woman who orchestrated her her orgasmic home birth did a fuck ton of preparation to get there. The woman who healed her own fertility issues did the same. So these things aren't random accidents. You can change your life and you can heal yourself. And my work is all about showing people how to do these things. So the 90-something yoga teachers, the 80-something gym bunnies, the man who came to one of my retreats at the age of 72 after losing his wife of 55 years, wanted to better himself so that he could be in a great space for his new partner who'd been studying Chantra for a year and had mastered being able to orgasm without ejaculation at the age of 72. The 60-year-old woman who dares not to go on hormones in her later years and instead takes a chance on trying jade yoni eggs and works to unleash her sexuality and is now gushing puddles left, right, and center. These people are my role models. These are what is normal to me, and that's what I strive for. That's how I see life as being, this rich, wild, sexual, self-empowered experience at any age and in any circumstance. And it's said that, spiritually speaking, every single moment is an opportunity to change, to change the entire course of your life and existence, that that portal, that doorway is always there. You just have to step into it. You make the choice, you step through. So in Anami land, we take full responsibility for our choices and our health. And I always say, own what you've got or change it. But don't go around trying to tell people not to shine their light or that they ought to apologize for what they've achieved. In the words of the famous Canadian suffragette Nellie McClung, never explain, never retract, never apologize. Just get the thing done and let them howl. Well, my ass gets it done beautifully. Hashtag this is 48. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.